Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot, by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo.co slash Clark's. It was like, this is just classic, like, slapstick, yeah. like, cartoon comedy. Like, if, if you want that in a two-hour format, not even, hour, hour 40 minutes. <laughs> like, if you want that in a movie format, this is it. You can check the box. You may fire when ready. podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling today? I don't know about you all, but this was the most Monday of Mondays. But you know what? We are excited to be with you all. Yeah, today. They don't know that it's Monday. And that doesn't Friday matter. Today. Why not let them in? We just be vulnerable. We record on a Monday. You just so revealing all the movie red. magic. Yeah, let that's them know all we're behind magic. in the game. That's fine. Huh? That's fine. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two, episode nine podcast, The Audio Frontier. We are sticking with Star Trek titles, um, and the Star Trek movie is Star Trek Final Frontiers. So that's what we're sticking with this week. Uh, my name is Doug Wagner. I am one of the co hosts for Films in Black and White. Before we can move forward, I need to invite my other co hosts into this conversation. So I'm going to kick it on over to one only. Marcus J. Destin. Hey. Marcus, how you feeling? What's good? I am okay. I'm with Doug. It was the Monday of Mondays and the Mondayest of Monday ways. Yeah. So um yeah. it was tough, man. I don't know what's going on, but this weekend supposed to be a weekend of rest. It was a weekend of labor. And <laughs> here we are. So I'm sad. Why are you sad? Because I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just you haven't okay. been so you ever been so tired where you just feel like you just drunk and you yeah, just like I yeah. just like oh my god like, yes. I just don't know what to do that was me I walked through the door I sat in Doug's office about an hour and a half yeah and then walked through the door of my house and just was like just dropped everything at, there at the door I just <laughs> dropped it right there and just laid in the floor I was just like I'm tired I'm just tired so but I'm good it's good to be here good to pod I'm ready to pod my ass yes. off we're excited to, to pod we're excited I totally get that though. My question for you, Marcus, is if somebody mm. had couldn't find you in your house, yes. could they just follow the trail of shit that you dropped as you walked in and it would just lead to you? Or no, did no, you no, tidy no. up a little? No, 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 no. When I say I dropped everything at the door, I dropped the things at the door and then immediately laid on the floor <laughs> following the things. So like the, you, yeah. you know, okay. they, there is no looking for me. It's, it's shoe, just, book is. bag, hoodie, Marcus. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's the Shoes, path right there. Bag, hoodie. Yep. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Uh, in order for us to advance this even further, we got to invite our other co-host into this. Oh, yeah. One Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? 
You know what? I'm happy to be here. It was a busy day for me. Uh, about a half hour ago, I was just prone on the bed. Like I wasn't even like looking at my phone. I was just face down, like just, I'm just going to lay here and just summon the energy to like get yeah. ready to talk. One, talk about Tom and Jerry. Two, talk about the Golden Globes. Three, have a quote. Guess what, folks? I didn't have a quote before we started this show. So that's we weren't gonna that's tell on we weren't um, going to say anything. I was just all the music. Go. Like you're you're getting all the behind the scenes, all the behind the scenes stuff here that's today. Okay. But I'm happy to be here now. I'm getting energy from this podcast. So I'm excited. I'm excited Good. to be here. We are excited you were joining us. Uh, I think that this is just, I think we turned over to March and everybody remembered we'd been doing this like isolation <laughs> shit for a year and people were like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I don't know oh, if we can do it. So I, well, I totally get that. This um, time last year, Doug, we were, how are you feeling? Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good because I got to be honest with you. Tomorrow <laughs> is a great day. Tomorrow I get my first dose of the vaccine. Oh. And oh, I yeah. am fucking jacked about that. That's great oh, news, Doug. I'm yeah. really, I know it sounds weird. I, I like, I, when we scheduled it, I tried to like downplay it and I was like, eh, whatever, you know, just going to get vaccinated. No big deal. But it's, it is a big deal. It's something that's been, I think a subtle stressor. So there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel with doing it. Um, well, it's huge. Yeah. Dude, you, can go to, you can go to a theater, like, and feel safe. <laughs> you can and, like, do you shit can watch now. Tom you and hear? Jerry, you know, when you're fully vaccinated. Those, but, you know. Those basically going to be living I Am Legend out there. I mean, <laughs> That's right. Yep. It's either two, two roles you're going to play out there. You're either going to be Will Smith or you're going to be the zombie. So you just got to make either sure way, that one. Either way, job. I am, I'm one, I'm also secretly hoping I get superpowers still. Still hoping that I'm able That's to like, Lordy. see through lead yeah. or maybe I'll get webbed fingers and be able to like swim through water faster. Whatever uh, it is, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. So it. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm excited. I'm doing well. That's an exciting moment. Like I says, it's been one hell. It's been the most Monday of Mondays ever. Um, but we have a we have a great no, show. No, 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 no. Brian, okay. Doug's birthday is tomorrow. It is. It is also my Doug's birthday, tomorrow. birthday is tomorrow. And so, Doug, how does it feel going into this new age um, with a podcast, with a business, with a lot of things going on? What makes this year so different? Um, I think, well, one, just the unprecedented nature of the past year is just kind of nuts in general. And I think if you think if, you know, if, if, if I think I always think a birthday is less about a celebration of the year forward, but more of a celebration of what you did in the last year. And, and, and you all, I, I did, we did a lot. We did a lot. Like we, we, we all collectively did a lot. Um, and so I'm really just really super thankful and really appreciative that I've been able to do things. Um, you know, we, the gym has been, is kind of in an interesting place, but that's good. As far as I concern, work is going well. Um, you know, we, like Marcus mentioned, we started a, the podcast and that's been really kicking off. So 33 was a good year, but it's really nice to take that energy into 34 as well. Um, so I'm just excited. I'm excited about being in this place, going into a new year of where we're at. And I'm also just super thankful because I think, all things considered, and if I may be serious for but a moment, you know, there's a lot of people who've struggled. There's a lot of people who lost loved ones. And so I'm super thankful that, um, one, I have you two as fantastic co-hosts on this fan, this just awesome project that we work on week in and week out. And then the other thing that I'm really thankful for is I'm just thankful for all my friends and family that are still here um, because I think so many have not. And there are some who've lost lives and that's really sad, but I just, I'm super appreciative of just the life I have right now. So yeah, but 
Yeah, that's where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're super happy for you to go around the sun again, Doug. Yeah. We're so happy that you did you it. it. You're, you're finishing your journey <laughs> here now, and then tomorrow you start over again. That's yeah. great. Yeah, we made it. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. But we do have quite the show to that get so to. Beautiful. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, but this is, we have a great show to get to. We, um, Marcus is still in the control of the board for Catch oh That Quotable. Gosh. So Marcus gets What's to decide. What's my name? <laughs> Marcus gets to decide where we go with this. So Marcus, mm-hmm. uh, who would you like to go first for this week's episode? You know, birthday boy, how about you go first? Okay, I would yes. love to go Actually, first. Actually, birthday boy, you decide who goes oh, first. Oh, look wow. at that. Yeah, I'll be, I'll Special be treatment today. I, I ran all of Black History Month, so I serve my purpose. You know what I mean? <laughs> I stayed on top. I held it down for my folk. You know what I mean? Black excellence is alive. You know what makes me genuinely nervous? It makes me genuinely nervous that that's just the only, like, that's it. Like, that after this, today's the streak ends. Because I'm I'm worried about the coincidence of it all. So, um, but actually, you know what? I would actually like Brian to go first. Because I feel like it's been a while since Brian has gone first. (laughs) Everybody's just bouncing around. We're just just all passing the buck. You go. No, you go. No, you. I'll hold the door for you. Thank you. Uh, Brian, you go first. I'm ready to go here. All right. My quote is, good morning. And in case I don't see a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh, I know this. I one. know this as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't feel like I need to do it again. Then. Doug, how do we want to go about this? We both know it, and I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Do you want a rock paper scissors for it? We can't. Rochambeau? No. no. Yeah, we're we not can. gonna Rochambeau like in a, Brian, in I think an audio format. A, I think you should, <laughs> Brian. I think you should narrate us in a, in we a have precedent. We've done this. Before. <sighs> We've done this before. It's the only. Way All right. If this is if this is how we sh- settle shit on the podcast, then fine. I'm glad that we're using a visual medium in an audio format. To oh, no. settle our beef. I'm happy to paint a flourishing Thank picture you. for the audio Thank listeners. You, Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right. folks. Yes, Marcus is ready. He's staring. He is ready. He's looking in the distance. Mm-hmm. Doug, he's, he's a little, he's a little out of sorts here. He's, 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 he's <laughs> like, he's stretching it out though. He's ready. He's yep. ready. All right. Same rules as before. We're doing one, two, three, shoot. None of this going on three nonsense. And it's rock, paper, scissors, no lava or stuff like that. So here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, sorry. I thought Wait, you were. The... I thought. I thought you were telling us to shoot. I this thought you were guy. walking people through the sound. I didn't know I needed to. We. I need okay. a mulligan on that. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. It appears there was a technical difficulty. There Both was. I'm, I'm a little back slow. To their corners. He's That's cheating. Fine. He's cheating. I'm That's not cheating. They're coming out. Marcus has to right. rethink his strategy here. That's so true. here we go again. We're going on shoot. So okay. one, two, three, shoot. And it looks like Doug with scissors. That's right. That's right. They go clippity clip against Marcus's paper. That was quite the color commentary. Clickety clip. Clickety clip. Snippity snap um, snap. Well, I'm happy that I won Rochambeau. Uh, Brian, is this Clearly the Truman Show? He cheated the black man yes, at the is. beginning of March. This is the Truman Show, ladies and gentlemen. This is bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> Cheat the black man at the start of March. You don't want to do it during Black History Month. So you wait until the first of March. I understand. Whatever. I mean, 
Jesus. I, I don't know what to say. Look, you can sign up for the Patreon. You can see for yourself on the video that this was Terrible. a fair match. That's all I think it say. was fair. I didn't throw it. I could have black magic it, and I could have, like, after you thrown that, like, changed it real quick, but I didn't. I you didn't throw anything. You can't black magic against that's... a black man. That shit don't work. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, that's not how that works, man. man. Yeah, I don't, Look at I don't, Brian. Yeah. Look at Brian. No, no, no. <laughs> no hey, you're Brian. right. That's, that's not how that works. Well, congratulations, Doug Wagner. Well, look at that. The Truman Show from one Brian Roush. That was good. That's a good quote. Great movie. That is a very good quote. I One forget those, about I that movie a lot. Never touch. I hope they never remake that movie ever. ever. Yeah, me too. Well, it, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I feel like it fits in so well with like all of us on social media. Like for it was sure. kind of ahead of its time. Oh, sure. absolutely, it was. So great. Well, thanks, Brian. Um, Marcus, why don't you kick us off now? Whatever. All right. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> This is what happens when I'm nice. When I'm in, when I'm in control, I handed to Doug. Doug cheats me, and now all of a sudden, Doug is in control. This, I should have learned. I should have learned. Hey, here we go. <clears throat> she had a way of seeing the beauty in others, even and most especially when that person could not see it in themselves. She had a way of seeing the beauty in others, even and most especially when the person could not see it or themselves. Huh. Okay. I mean, this sounds like a biopic, just right off the jump. This sounds either like, mm. like two relationships from somebody, but this also could be a biopic where they're talking about a like a prominent figure. Oh, I see what you're saying. I had to remember what a biopic was. Got it. Yeah, that's 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 my initial thought. I also have an initial thought that it is the help, but that feels racist. Yes, a little bit. It yep. does feel a smidge. So let's not even go there. Think of another movie. <laughs> it it's not the help. I'll tell you that. Inapp it's not that. Inappropriate it's for, not me to, for me to be that. Um, Marcus, let's go ahead and uh, smash that hidden yeah. button. What the fuck? Um, Jesus. He's thinking. Fuck. Um, Survivor. Survivor? Yeah. That was hard. That's hard. Okay. That's going to throw y'all off. But yeah. It is going to throw us off. Survivor. Survivor. <sighs> any this, any ideas, Brian? Uh, I'm just going to go for it. I don't know. Is this The the Room with Brie Larson? No. No. It is not, Brian. Nope. It is not. You know more movies with Brie Larson than I do. And I think <laughs> we're going to have to have a discussion about that one day because I've only seen her in Captain Marvel. I, I uh, enjoy her work. I enjoy her work. <laughs> so there's that. That's, oh, no. That's... I've seen her in uh, uh, what's the other movie? She did the rock band. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Marcus, I am lost and cannot make heads yeah. or tails of this. Really? Marcus, is this Forrest Gump? No, it is not. Okay. Interesting. I could see how you could kind of get that with Jenny, but no. Yeah. This movie, gentlemen, is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. God. Oh, man. Talking about Harry's mother. You're oh, with Harry. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, man. If Maggie listens to this episode, she's, she's going to be really me. mad. She's going to be really mad at you. Oh, my gosh. Get him, Maggie. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Oh, well, God. All right. That's it. Well, good quote. Deep pull. Um, I'm also not surprised that we got that wrong. Anyway. All right. Y'all ready for my quote? Come on, I'm man. Ready. Give it to us. Okay. The man who wants nothing is invincible. The oh, man who wants more. nothing is invincible. 
I thought it was more to that quote. Nope. The man who wants nothing is invincible. Wise. Uh, sounds like an old Chinese movie with wisdom. <laughs> um, uh, um, my mom watches a whole lot of Kung Clint Eastwood vibes. I'll be honest. I could see that too. That's also fair. Could also I, snuck it in there talking about Batman somehow. Some way, it's but. also possible. <laughs> so whatever. Gentlemen, would you like your one word hint? Yes. Your one word hint is mariachi. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Marcus's face. Y'all subscribe to the Patreon. You got to see the look on his face when I gave that quote. Mariachi. He looked like I had just told him the worst news. There's only two movies that come to mind. Okay. One is The Wrestler and the okay. other is Nacho Libre. Okay. And though you say mariachi, mariachi makes me think of both The Wrestler, which has something to do with Mexican wrestlers and Nacho Libre, okay. which also has something to do with Mexican wrestlers. So I am going to go for the latter and say Nacho Libre. <laughs> it is not Nacho Libre, but I appreciate where your head is at. All Brian? Right. Man, I... I, I'm stuck on Clint Eastwood, but then Mariachi, like it kind of gets there. But this isn't the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? It is Ooh. not the good and bad and the ugly. Yes. Okay. Gentlemen, this is one of like my secret favorite movies. And this is Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, I've never seen it before. I was so, oh yeah. man. I was is like, Is that a Clint Eastwood movie? It is not. It's an it's... Antonio Banderas movie. Yeah. And he did a series of movies where he played essentially a hitman who is also yep. like a guitarist. Oh, kind of goes because he carried his guns inside the guitar case, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yes. 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 Yep. And Once Upon a Time in Mexico stars Johnny Depp, Antonio Banderas, and Selma Hayek. So <laughs> yeah. it is just a great I mean, cast across the board. I mean, and there's Western <laughs> types in there too. Oh, oh yeah. Excellent pull. Excellent yeah. pull. Doug. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So, good job, everybody. Well, there you go. Black History Month ends. <laughs> Marcus can't see. Black History Month <laughs> is forever. I will never let a white man tell me when Black History Month ends. Huh? Blasphemous. <laughs> Trying to use black magic on a black man during Black History Month. Well, yeah, you know, basic I'm, magic, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I tried that. Jeez. Anyway, well, that is, we love playing that game. We hope you all enjoy listening. But, we also have some news to get to before we dive into our movie this week. Um, so I actually want to kick it on over to Marcus to give mm -hmm. us his first piece of news. So Marcus, what do you got? All right. So here's the thing. I've been stalling, installing, installing. Okay. But I finally just bucked up, downloaded the CW app on my Roku. Okay. And I watched Superman and Lois. All right. Okay. I watched it. I watched it. And gentlemen and listeners, friends and family, I enjoyed it. Good. I, enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I'm still nervous, but God, man, they did a great job with the color, color grading of this movie, of this um, series. They did a great job with the casting so far. Um, they've done a, God, uh, just everything just seems very solid. You have, right. you have this, this story of just Superman being Superman, but also not being a very good father. And I oh, think that, that okay. it's an interesting perspective to be like, he's been away because he's Superman. You know, Superman has to do Superman things. Right. And even Lois's dad is like, he's Superman. Like, if you distract him, the <laughs> world is going to perish. Like, that's what it is. Sure. And, you know, his kids still being mad at him. Like, you weren't there for me and you don't know what it's like. And da, 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 right. da. But 
even after he revealed himself. So it's kind of like, it's an interesting concept. Um, what I am worried about though is um, that that they will continue to bash Superman and not allow him to uh, kind of grow in sure. this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of like they'll just stick to this, him being a bad father, him not being able to find a balance. I'm still waiting on the show that executes a good, solid Superman. Yeah. Um, it's Like I said, they always seem to prey on the weaknesses of Superman and like, he's a superpower being, so we got to get him somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you make him a bad dad and that's his kryptonite is really his family. Like we <laughs> oh, haven't sure. been able to get like that real good iteration of, of Superman so far um, in both TV and um, film, but it did give me Smallville vibes, seeing things that I love, the new suit. Um, you see a yeah. black Lex Luthor, not really, but it's wow. but it's huh. kind of hinted at. Um, and, and you just have a solid cast. So I, I do want to say that I enjoyed that and I hope that it continues to flourish. Now, tying into that, I do think I do think that the CW is going to start wrapping up some of its previous shows. Sure. Flash. I know that they got extended seasons, but I do think that if they don't go in a new direction, that these shows will be wrapping up in their seventh and eighth seasons like Arrow. And they will revamp using Superman and Lois to kind of uh, start a new world of DC. Because if you look at Stargirl and you look at Superman and Lois, they have the same cinematic feel to these shows. Oh, sure. Um, that I think that HBO Max and CW and the DC world is trying to transfer over in this connected universe that they're trying to build. So uh, connected multiverse. rather. So that's just my news. That's where I'm at. Well, and as a logistical piece too, Berlanti, who was like the main creative force behind mm-hmm. Arrow, is he's gone. Like he's not having hands sure. on stuff of that anymore. And he's doing yep. Green Lantern now at HBO mm-hmm. Max. So it does oh, kind sure. of like this changing of the guard thing of like, yeah, y'all sure. can like play with my toys, but like it's not the same. Like, no. yeah. yeah, you know, it, it's not as childish. And what 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 Brian calls the Silver Age, um, it yeah. really is. It really is the Flash and those shows before were Silver Age kind of TV shows. And now we are looking at this more modern superhero in a more modern world. And the CW has just done a fun, fantastic job since the CW was, damn it, CW used to be UPN. I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, oh yep. yeah. It's it super confusing because there was also the was WB it, network. Yes. yes. It was, yep, yep. It was the WB. Yep. So they've had, they've done a good job being consistently over the years of having like being kind of hit or miss. Sure. And then they had this stride with their TV shows where they were yeah. just like, well, fuck. Like, okay, CW, I see you got some good TV shows like the 100 and all of these other super oh my gosh, shows. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, you know what I would think, you know what I think Marcus would make great bonus content for our mm-hmm. Patreon folks? What? I would love to hear you describe what mm-hmm. you need from a Superman TV show. Yeah. Now is not the time, but you have always said, you know, do it right. I want to yeah. hear you step into the pitch room and mm. pitch us what your Superman TV show would be like, like right. legit. Cause I think I'll do it. I, I think I, I'm very curious. So for those of you who are wondering, should I sign up for that? You, that's the type of bonus content you can expect. So <laughs> make sure you sign up for that. I mean, I guess I mean, I could do it for the, for the <laughs> Patreon family. You know what I mean? I share my secrets. <laughs> um, Brian, I know you wanted to unpack the Golden Globe. So if you'll allow me, I'd For love sure. to get my news out of the way oh, so you Doug, can really kind of get into that. Um, go right ahead. So I'm, again, uh, I once again am calling an audible on my news. And I'm oh, going to cover something different because we were very DC heavy last week. Um, and I want to report a little bit on our friend Tom Holland. So um, mm-hmm. some of you might know that Tom Holland was cast in the Uncharted movie, um, which is based on the PlayStation video game um, following Nathan Drake, um, sort of like a 
like a more actiony Indiana Jones or a more modern Indiana That's Jones fair. for those where fair. you know there's a there's a mystery <clears throat> in a Mayan cave and this guy shows up but then somebody tries to take it and it's a whole thing. Well, Tom Holland is sort of reflecting because they're starting to get into the wrapping up process and the post-production process of this. And, and Tom Holland has said that he is nervous that he potentially made some poor acting choices while he was playing Nathan Drake. Um, he was doing an interview um, and he said, quote, as soon as you start to worry, do I look good in this shot? Acting becomes something other than playing a character. I think there were elements of my performance in Uncharted where I fell under that spell of being, I want to look good now. I want this to be a cool moment um i had to play with very tough very stoic guy basically be mark Wahlberg. so i think where he's kind of like kind of getting into this and maybe reflecting back is nathan drake definitely has a look like he definitely i mean he's, yes. he has a pretty iconic look for those who are familiar and for those who aren't um just google nathan drake and, and you'll kind of see some images of him um but I do appreciate Tom Holland kind of reporting and reflecting back on it, going like, man, I was just really obsessed with how I looked. Um, I get it. But I also um, I also kind of trust him that maybe he's over. Maybe I hope he's just kind of over worried about his acting choices and not, you know, indicating that he feels like he did a bad job because there was always an opportunity to do it again. So just a thought. Um, and I'm curious, gentlemen, thoughts on that particular piece of news about Tom Holland. Hmm. Interesting. I, you know what? I will say, I do. I, I kind of a uh, Tom Holland is a very interesting person. Sure. Um, because he does seem to be the go-to for a lot of things right now. Yeah. Um, and and I I'll try to wrap. I'll try to bring this all into one point real quick. Just you know, you see him in Spider-Man. You see him in Uncharted. You see him in all these roles. Cherry. Um, he seems to be trying to get versatile in his roles and in his decisions. Yeah. I don't blame him for wanting to be like I want to be viewed in this kind of. You know, in this kind of way, especially sure. when you hop on set with a Mark Wahlberg, you know what Nathan Drake is about. You know what it what it can be. Um, I also feel like maybe he's just being hard on himself. He hasn't For been sure. in anything where I feel like I have been like, uh, he's not that good of an actor. He plays the roles that he's supposed to play well. Yep. Um, so I'm not really worried. I think it'll look good because he looks the part of, of a young Nathan Drake. And I get yep. that. Um, I just I, I, I guess for him to question it makes me wonder how bad is it exactly right yeah you know is, is he That's saying it so too. he's so he's catching himself before others can say it or does he just is he really just hard you know critiquing himself really really hard so i guess that'd be a good question i don't know yeah i don't know yeah yeah i went back and i read through that quote uh i found it on collider um it looks like he was talking to gq and and i just i don't know i guess i'm kind of mixed about it like i'm not I'm not like super concerned about it because Tom Holland has always been pretty candid. I feel like in interviews For sure. mm -hmm. and I feel like that's one of the things that makes him so endearing, even in the role as Spider-Man, like his mm -hmm. vulnerability is his strength. And I feel like he brings that to the role. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And I think one of the other things here is that he talks about, does it look cool? And did we get the, did, did we get the shot? And one of the things, so I've played all the uncharted games and the thing about those games that's the game. Like yeah, the sure. game is not a ton of substance. Like, yeah, it's cool. It is Indiana Jones, just modern. And I think one of the things to take away from it is that the game is very aware of that. It is Nathan yes. Drake. I'm going on an adventure. Do I look cool? There's a helicopter crashing and there's rain and I'm going to yep. hang from this crashed train by mm. one arm. And does it look good? That's the game. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not too concerned about this because that's, that's the product. And For sure. I feel like everybody would be on board with that. 
it also kind of sounds like Mark Wahlberg being this mentor person maybe got yeah. in his head a little bit, which That's I can't blame him. Mm, like if yeah. you're sharing space with Mark Wahlberg, who has done quite a bit in his career, sure, I could see how that could sure. get into your head and how you could get this thought process. But yeah, overall, I'm not worried about this. Yep. I think honestly, if he's having this type of reflection at this point, I think it's only going to serve him well in the future. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not really worried I about agree. this movie. Yeah, agree. I agree. Yep. Mark Wahlberg is interesting because I'm sure he's done that before too. And yeah. I'm sure maybe if he even sees this interview, we watch Transformers. There's a lot of things in there that is just like, I'll just go Transformers because that is just one of the most action packed. <laughs> it's the best example. Less oh my substance. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? If it's kind of, yeah. if it parallels with what Brian is saying about not as much substance and really just action packed things, then I'm sure Marky Mark will know exactly what he's feeling right now and just be like, kid, just go with it. I yeah, can't say yeah. that. I'm not an actor. I'm not Marky Mark, but I'm, I mean, Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark, whatever the fuck. Both. He's both of those people. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think he should just think, I don't, I don't, I don't think he should overthink it. He's still yeah. young. He's still oh, fresh yeah. face, young and, and fairly new to the game. He's, he especially hit, you can tell when, you can tell when industry likes an actor because yeah. then they start yep. being in everything. And oh, so, for sure. You know, yeah, yeah he I just had something fine. released today, too. So, or this <laughs> was week, that the noise thing? No, no, yes. no, yes, yes, it was the yeah. noise, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. And so, I mean, and I agree. What, and is, I, that, I what think, is that on? Um, I don't is know, that Apple TV. Uh, I have no idea, I don't know. Anyway. That's because Joan, the one of the Joan, Nick Jonas was on, yeah, SNL promoting, I think, this movie, yep, yeah. yep. Anyway. Um, what I was going to say is I think that's also a little bit of it, too, is that I think when you have something that's a little bit more action heavy and not as much character development on it. And mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at the track record of Tom, Tom Holland lately, it's, yeah. you know, Spider-Man, the Avengers movies. And then, you know, he came back and did another Spider-Man that was pretty emotional for him. Um, and then, you know, after that, it was, you know, <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's done was, a whole spate of yeah, drama stuff like yeah, everything the from, devil all the the devil all the time cherry cherry um, the movie that hopefully someone is looking up and can tell us the name of um <laughs> and then he's got you know uh he's got another spider-man that's coming out lately so i get it that if you are going for the only piece of source material that you can really go off of which is the look i get it you're gonna get a little in your head on it so yeah. Well, and I also want to say, too, he did a lot of stage stuff, too. Like, he oh, was sure. also, I think, in the Billy Elliot movie here I'm looking at, and I think he was also oh, in sure. production. So I, it, he's bringing a lot to this, and, and yeah. I don't think I don't think this is anything for him to worry about. No, I think there's not, not going to be a ton of deep, huge, reflective act like acting moments in an Uncharted yeah. movie where the entire premise is like, does it look cool and is it fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing that you needed to really think about so no this chaos walking movie looks pretty interesting. chaos walking yep yeah. that's what it's oh, called. okay it seems yep. pretty it seems pretty interesting and i think i might have to give that a watch anyway. I'm sorry i just wanted to make no, sure you're I got that movie right no away. i appreciate no you it's good I, I wanted to make sure because it drops friday so it's important yeah, that people know that yeah. chaos walk is coming brian do you want Hello? to run down the golden globes for us sir yeah, I'm just going to like do like five pulls here. I'm not going to go through the whole winner's list. You all listening at home can do that or wherever you're listening to this. You can pull yeah. that list on your own and, and get what you want. I'm just going to highlight the stuff that I know that um, <laughs> that we'll talk about. Um, I think the first thing I'll pull out of here is that 
Um, <laughs> I also want to say before we start this, the Golden Globes, it's a weird, it's a weird awards show because it's TV and movies yes. from the foreign press. Mm-hmm. And in the past, and you can look up these allegations, there's been a lot of stuff with like bribery, how they structure oh, the categories, yeah. how mm-hmm. people court people for their nominations. Like it's really shady and weird. Yeah. No one has been really able to get their thumb on it. So the Golden Globes are always just kind of this like, yeah, it's an awards show, but like, is it? Yeah. So in any case, yep. I want to preface that too with as we're talking about this and yeah. if we say some stuff in relation to that, that's what we're referring to. Oh, so, for sure, absolutely. Um, I, I think first off, we got to start with Chadwick Boseman. He yeah. uh, got a posthumous uh, Best Performance Golden Globe uh, by an actor in a motion picture for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, and I'm looking here, this is the first time uh, a black person has got a posthumous uh, oh, sure. award really at the Golden Globes. So... Uh, yeah, shout out to Chadwick Boseman. For sure. Um, and then I think the big news of the night that a lot of people didn't expect was that um, Borat beat out Hamilton in the motion picture, what? musical, or comedy category. <laughs> Fucking what? Wow. So the only award, and I looked this up before Badass. I came on the podcast, the only award Hamilton has ever lost was to Borat. Oh, jeepers. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like, I have to right. sit with that. And and if I'm wrong, like, please comment or like tweet at me or whatever, because I can't find where Hamilton lost a category uh, like this to, to like to anything like Borat. Like it, yeah. it's just bizarre. Yeah. And it also makes, you know, I, yeah, Brian, Brian, that's weird. That's weird that that happened. And Seemed like a bunch of bullshit to me. Listen, <laughs> I mean, music, it's musical comedy, right? Well, how does Borat? Yeah. Well, here's the you? other thing. The, you're right, Marcus. The category is just like a very big smorgasbord. So yeah, like let me go back to it. Actor it is in a musical or comedy. Musical Motion or picture, comedy? Musical or comedy. Yes. Why the fuck would you put those together? Because it's the Golden Globes, Marcus. <laughs> Got it. Cool. <laughs> Got it. Just wanted to make okay. sure okay. I was right. not oh, you you are right. You're right on the okay, money. This, great. I mean, okay. yeah. Um interesting. Right. So right. I, I, I huh? another thing that I want to highlight here though is that uh Daniel Kalua won for best performance by an actor in a supporting yeah. role in any motion picture uh for Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought that Absolutely. was yes. it, it was great to see him recognized, I oh, think is sure. what I want to say here. For sure. I, I don't know what the yes. Oscars hold for us, but it's really nice to see that for such an incredible piece of art. Absolutely. Right. Well, and, and again, I'll go back Absolutely. to what I said. It, one, listen to our podcast where we cover it, but I'll go back to what I said when we did that, which was at the end when it's an actual clip of Fred Hampton talking, yep. I thought it was Daniel Kalua again. Mm-hmm. So shit. Like, I think that that is indicative of how committed he was to the role and how much he just basically became that other person. So yeah. absolutely yeah. deserves that with no question whatsoever. And for those of you keeping count at home, um, I absolutely am being biased with the air horns for all the black winners. Um, Black man runs the airboards and runs the sound controls. Extra air horns for black people. That's fine. You know what? That's fine. That's how we level this out. I'm not giving Borat. I have no problem with that at all. No, I have zero problem. Borat's not getting any air horns for beating up Hamilton. No, it just doesn't even seem. Not because Borat was like, okay, let's not be biased. It has nothing to do with race on that one. That one's just more (laughs) just. I'm confused as fuck. I'm just confused uh, about it. And I, I don't well, know. And it's also like they're different things. Like Borat is a satire, Ooh, like comedy. Uh, yeah. Hamilton is a 
stage mm. Broadway production. Like, I don't know how you and one of the most those. recognized Broadway yeah. productions of all time. And I guarantee anybody who watched Borat probably watched that once. Anybody who's watched Hamilton has guaranteed. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen Hamilton yet, but neither have I. anybody who's watched it really has watched it over and over again. As far as the people I know that I've talked to. So yeah, it's just weird. It's weird. just very strange. It's yeah. very weird. So anyway. the last two things here I'll wrap up with um, best screenplay for a motion picture went to Aaron Sorkin for the trial of the Chicago seven. Oh, absolutely. Um, Hell yeah. I, I bring this up because a lot of people had questions just like sure. talk us through this and like, what exact because a lot of the trial for the chicago seven there was a lot of critique of it but aaron sure. sorkin is known for his dialogue so there's going to be some unpacking of that i think in I the days to come be, yeah. of like what did you take from the court transcripts and like what did you mm. imbue yep. in it um so that was just that was an interesting win there sure. um yeah and then the, the last thing i'm going to touch on here is moving to television i don't have a lot of television stuff here by the way right um but the one thing I'll touch on here is that, uh, let me make sure I get her name right. Anya Taylor-Joy did win for oh, Queen's Gambit. Mm. Uh, as you may know from New Mutants fame, if you oh, listen yeah. to this podcast, who played Jesus. Magic. Hell yeah. So I, one, it's great to see her get recognized. The Queen's Gambit uh, has been a critical success, I think. For, for sure. Netflix. Uh, and she, I think, has a lot of space to go and have oh, for successes. Sure. So it was nice to it was nice to see her recognized here, and of course from New Mutants fame. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought so. I caught a little bit of this, and I did my best. We did our our very best to get the Golden Globe announcements over on an Instagram. So if you do check out our story on Instagram <laughs> from the past Doug few Whitney. days, we push it up. We push it out <laughs> that way. I, I will say I was a little surprised and I just, and I think it's because I've heard everybody rants and raves to me about how great Shit's Creek is. I was a little surprised that they mm. didn't, that the, um, yep. that the, that, that, um, oh shit. Uh, that Ted Lasso for best yeah. leading actor in a comedy, a television comedy beat out Shit's Creek. Like yeah. those, that 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 was genuinely surprising to me. Now I loved Ted Lasso from having watched it. You know that I watched that with it's on Apple TV Plus, and we yep. had our free subscription from you know upgrading the computer, so it was worth a watch and it's a lot of fun. But I thought I was the only one who liked it, um, so <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where I was like, really, damn, okay, like I was just kind of happy for it. So a fun thing about that too is that a lot of people. I was looking at the analysis on Twitter, and a lot of people feel like because Shit's Creek had its moment at the Emmys that yeah. it impacted a lot of people at the Golden Globes being like, eh, we don't need to. We can take right. some other got like, the risks here. Sure. But the other thing is there are so many people saying so many nice things about Jason Sudeikis on Twitter. Yes. It's very refreshing. Um, and I just want to put that positivity out into the universe. Yeah. I okay. think Jason Sudeikis is one of those dudes that you meet him in real life and he's really nice. Like he's not, it, like he's just a really polite dude. I don't like, think he had to do much acting for Ted Lasso because in that he plays just a nice person. Um, <laughs> so I think that's just, he was playing himself, but with an accent. So yeah. Oh yeah. Last thing. I know I said five, but I'm going to do one more. Sorry. John Boyega won best performance oh, by yeah. an actor in a television yeah, supporting yeah, role for small acts, which is uh, on Amazon prime. Uh, definitely want to give him a shout out. It's sure. nice to see him recognized after For everything sure. with Star Wars. And as a Star Wars fan, I always felt that John Boyega 
just he never it it never materialized into something I think that he fully um wanted within the role. For and sure. I think for mm-hmm. fans like myself, it was always there was always something left wanting with how much talent he had and how he was used in the <clears> franchise. <throat> so saying all of that, I'm just so glad he got recognized for the work that he has done in this in this manner. For sure. Yeah. I completely agree. I'm I'm happy to hear. Um, I'm happy to, to see him get that recognition that, that he deserves. So awesome. Um, well, that's our news for this week. Uh, obviously if you have, we'll post some other things, um, to our various social channels. So if you follow us there, you should, if you don't, but if you do, you'll catch some other new stuff as it breaks. So appreciate both Brian and Marcus, uh, giving us the rundown on what they have to cover gentlemen. And you do Doug. and this, you do this yes, Doug. week. We watched Tom and Jerry. Yes, we did. Uh, Marcus picked this particular flick last week. Um, and so yeah. we watched Tom and Jerry. Um, I want to give everybody just a brief, quick rundown of Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry is an HBO Max uh, and in theaters drop. Um, it dropped last week on Friday. Um, it stars Chloe Grace Moritz, uh, Michael Pena, Rob Blaney, Colin Jost, Ken Jong um, in that particular flick. Um, and it all around was just kind of, you know, an interesting choice and it was kind of fun um marcus do you want to give us your barbershop summary of this particular film okay man I'm listen curious so, so here's what happened was it's a traditional game of cat and mouse you know what i mean been around forever it's been around since the beginning of time you know what i mean it's in their dna cat chase mouse mouse chase cat and you get tom and jerry you get a couple humanoid screams in there you know what i mean uh you get somebody who tail gets slammed in the door somebody gets slapped in the window you know lots of violence lots of violence lots of violence in 2021 you get this movie you get the same cat and mouse thing except with the sensitivity of 2021 so basically they tied in there and they try to flip this thing and flip a message into now nah, we got to work together man i know it's okay to hate each other and to work together at the same time player um you know very political with the pussy cat and the kitty cat mouse um so you know they go through this thing and there's this hotel real nice hotel real real fire um scarlett johansson's boy toys in this and while well, he's not yep. giving weekly updates he is married to an interracial a very beautiful woman just uh, yeah fucking gorgeous i need can somebody look up her name please oh she's a bollywood oh, superstar she, oh my um, god like I mean, yeah. gorgeous yeah she plays prita Woo. um the actress name is palava sharda um and if i'm saying that wrong please feel free to correct me on any social media channel but uh, she has quite a lot of filmography too uh yeah with with a lot a, a lot of, like i said with a lot of uh bollywood type productions Listen, the Lord blessed her, okay, because she was fine. Fine. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> we get to this story. And of course, during Black History Month, okay, this movie is released, and this what this white woman thinks she could just take over other people's jobs, and she Ooh. thinks she could just skip right to the top, <laughs> and she could just do whatever fuck she wants to, stealing resumes and shit. So she gets this job. And she goes in, she wants to prove to people, I ain't got to start from the bottom. I can start from the top and I can do the things because I don't have to learn the experience and all this whatnot. So she steals a resume and she goes in and pretend to be this other person. And then she gets this job. And then for some reason, she takes it on herself to catch this mouse. And I was like, you didn't have to do that because if I'm going to do the things you did and go to the route that you took, I would have just not did that shit in the first place and just stayed quiet. But of course, you want to prove to yourself, which then fucked up and proved to everybody else you exposed yourself. So you stupid because you really didn't believe in yourself from the jump. So then there was this thing. (laughs) Then they're kind of hinting at this interracial relationship with this bottle popper. And she said some cringy shit in there like, we're going to pop some champagne bottles. Like, girl, you ain't got 
got to talk like that just because that bland black and wearing Jordans. You feel like you related to this black man because he had Jordans on. You got me fucked up. Like that is not the way we are about to kick it off. <laughs> I just thought that was sorry. This is just aggravated me because I just realized I put two to two together in my head. You ain't gonna talk about no fucking popping bottles and those are Jordan retro fives. Like that's supposed to be the moment that aha, I get it. That's cute. That's cute. Man, fuck <laughs> this. I'm done with this barbershop summary. This bullshit. That just pissed me off. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I have to jump in. I know we're not into it yet, but I was like, I got to ask Marcus about that because boy, howdy, did that not feel natural at all? There's not a lot about her performance that felt natural. It was cringy as fuck though. Like, I'm getting right to this first. Sorry, I'm just going to start here. You know what? Just do it. Go for it. Here's the thing. I understand that you have this interest in this person and it is kind of hinted at, but not heavily hinted at, but you have this interest in this person and the first, and this person is black. He's mixed. He's light skinned, but he, he, he looks like he could be mixed, but he's light skinned, but he's black. Okay. We're going one drop rule. He's black. Right. So, so you look at this person and he works at the hotel and he is the champagne person at the hotel. Every time she saw this person, she made a reference to popping bottles. Okay. Yeah, We're going to pop couldn't, those champagne she, she bottles. Couldn't let it go. Couldn't fucking resist it. Couldn't fucking resist it. So she goes and she talks about popping these fucking champagne bottles. And, and, and then yep. and then from there, she talks about, oh, look at those Jordans. Oh, look, because of the re-release Jordan Retro. And then list the website where you got them. Girl, I don't give a fuck that you know about Jordans. What do you do? Black Lives Matter, do you? Do, do Black Lives Matter. Can you tell me that? <laughs> Talking about some goddamn Jordans and bottle popping. That shit was so unorganic for me. Like, goddamn. No, I think the other issue is that uh, <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz, or at least her character, was getting... <laughs> flustered by flirting with a cartoon cat for majority of this particular movie Wait. which bugged me to no end um, she wasn't flirting with the cat with brian the cat. you re-watch that scene where he's in the hotel lobby and you tell me that she's not flirting with that fucking cat you mean at the piano uh, no like when the first time they come down and he draws okay. the picture and his e's are backwards yeah you tell me oh she's not flirting with that cat though. she's flirting with that cat I- I didn't get there. I, I didn't okay, get there, I, but okay. This is, important, this is an important caveat to make <laughs> and to talk about how he watched this. So Brian yeah, you should make a good point. Yeah. watched this twice with his kid. So if anybody knows he wasn't flirting with no damn cat, it's going to be Brian. <laughs> I had every intention of watching it with my child, but did not because we ran out of time. And Marcus also watched him by himself. I don't know. There was something I just I don't know if it's like she couldn't get past acting with something that wasn't there, but uh, she just kind of seemed mean, a little like jittery and kind of all over the place. Now, again, I'm critiquing a children's movie. Well, so... I feel like this is a good point. So first of all, spoilers, we're going to talk about this whole movie. If we yeah. haven't talked about that already, if you're yeah. if you're a new listener, we're going to get into all of it. Too. Unpack it. it is a kid's movie like that. That it, That is yeah. it is like for children um obviously it's not gonna be like this is quite the whiplash from judas and the black messiah i feel like it's a good way to frame this but at the same time like there are still things that like i feel like we can talk about that can be improved with this movie because there's even things my kids said of like why did this happen like there's even though it's a kids movie there's still stuff that can be improved on but i feel like using that lens and saying like yeah we might be clowning on this movie a bit too much because we're adults watching a kids movie for sure but that I think we can all happening. agree yeah, that it's, it's inappropriate to flirt it's fun. with a 
cartoon. Okay, yes, we support animated bestiality, Doug, but I don't think that that was happening. Well, it needs to be said. I I think it's important. On the scale of like Beauty and the Beast, like being a ten, you know, like I don't feel like it was a Beauty and the Beast situation. Like maybe you get a two, a two out of ten. I was going to go closer to six, but uh, that's fair. Wow, wow, Doug. Anyway. Anyway, okay. well, should we, we can, should we try to get back on track and talk about the good? You're right. I I derail no, Doug, us. Let's dive more into the bestiality, huh? Um, that's <laughs> a different podcast. That's oh, okay. um, bestiality and you, a podcast with exclusively <laughs> Doug Wagner. So um, I don't want to really. That's disgusting. I don't want to get into it. Um, so let's get ourselves back wow. on track here a little bit. Wow. Um, what wow. gentlemen? Wow. Before, <laughs> Before Jesus. we get into um, really go back to the bad, let's cover and get out of the way what we thought this movie did well and what we thought this movie did. Um, we enjoyed. So, Brian, what Hello. did you enjoy with this movie? Well, as the resident positive Pete of the podcast, I'm Peace always happy to talk about good things in movies. So first off, I actually really enjoyed Chloe Grace Mortez's performance in this okay. because she had to do this Michael Jordan thing of Space Jam yep. of just half the movie is just her talking to a wall like uh, just yep. straight up talking to a wall and they put everything else in post and you know what that would make me go bonkers and she did a great job of acting it out and even though it was silly she I think she did uh, a, a very good job with that making it believable you know trying to talk to a cat that sometimes didn't talk and but but sang and maybe flirted according to Doug I don't know um like, you know in any case i thought she did that really well i really like the animation in this yeah i think mm-hmm. it was yeah, really it was smooth mm-hmm. there was excellent shading there was such depth to the two-dimensional mm-hmm. images but it felt lived in if that makes any sense yep and sure. there's a beautiful scene towards the end of this movie where there's elephants and there's peacocks and mm-hmm. yeah. it makes me want to see like what they could remake with like who framed roger rabbit and oh I know that's for, sure. For, sure, for sure to some people but i think that if you were going to do it, use these folks because it is phenomenal what they can do and how seamless they can make those transitions. I think the only other thing here I'll talk with uh, for, for positive is like, this is just classic, like slapstick, yeah. like cartoon comedy. Like if, if you want that in a two hour format, not even hour, hour 40, 40 minute. minutes, <laughs> like if you want that in a movie format, this is it. You can check the box. Yeah. It would be dangerous for them. I would, I've, you know, I remember Who Framed Roger Rabbit being a personal favorite of mine, like growing yeah. up. So I agree with you, Brian. I think that that would be a fun, like a fun rewatch with like it, this updated animation to it. It so. makes me excited for Space Jam with, yeah. um, th- like the new Space Jam coming out. Like I yeah. think that's going to be a lot of fun if this is the type of animation they're bringing oh, to absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Marcus, uh, what did you enjoy um, about Tom and Jerry? Um, <laughs> <laughs> first the director tim story okay a black man director right. now here's what made me look it up the soundtrack soundtrack yes. was yes soundtrack yes okay yeah you're kicking it off with tribe called quest uh, yep. excellent made me wonder what yep. the fuck am i watching okay right so then that yep. made me then go i heard they 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 pretty much kept with a latin hip-hop soundtrack Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like kind of thing so it made me look up who you know who was doing what in this film so tim story is the director and for those of you that may not know um tim story also directed you named it uh fantastic four think like a man ride along ride along to wow wow fantastic four too so you know he is the director for this film so shout out to tim story um for just making a soundtrack that was 
for, that seemed to pull in the adults while the animation seemed to pull in the children. Yep. Um, yes. and, and for being able to direct a movie that was an equal balance of nostalgia and introducing something new to a new generation, I'm sure. So um, you, just like Brian said, you look at Space Jam and the animation was was good. You look at Space Jam, you also look at um, Looney Tunes back in action. You look at yep. this and all of these movies do this thing where they where these animated characters, um, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit. The animated characters live in the real world with human beings, yep. and and sometimes that is hard to pull off. And and as you said, that Chloe had the, did have a hard job with Tom and Jerry. Oh, for sure. Both of them don't talk. At least in the other movies, <laughs> no. animals can talk or they have some type of point of reference. You're talking about playing charades with something yeah. and just basically mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. You know yep. what I mean? And so. Um, just kudos to that. So I'm going to say the soundtrack and shout out to the director being black and being able to execute a movie, a kid's movie at that. Um, and it did give me Fantastic Four vibes. It There's this brightness yeah. about the city. You talk about New yeah. York. There's this the brightness. Of, it didn't look, get grungy at all. It just seemed yeah. like, man, New York is just this beautiful place. He has something about colors when it comes to movies like the Fantastic Four and family mm-hmm. movies where it's bright, it's fun, it's popping, the colors catch your eye. Um, and the soundtracks are always typically good. So, you know, that's where that, that's where I'll start. I just want to give a bump for the soundtrack. I, like I was vibing yeah. with it the whole time. And then I think sure. there's a part where, they, where Don't Sweat the Technique comes mm-hmm. on. And that yep. is a jam of mine. And I was like, okay, whoever's <laughs> doing music knows exactly what yeah. they need Scratching to do. Scratching right where you hit, John Brian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, That, uh, so uh, I would absolutely agree with both those things. The soundtrack is absolutely awesome. And Brian's absolutely right. The animation is really, really, really well done there was never a moment where i was like oh it still looks 2d in a 3d world that is that's just not the case and so i thought that this was um they did really good with their shading and and really how they made these characters look 3d um i also think it's really cool how they were able to do because this is a like a technical wonder because there are Mm -hmm. moments where a cartoon head goes inside a real object um, and they were able to seamlessly have that object drop and then pick have the animation pick it up right when it would land where it needs to. So um, I thought that was really cool. I think that there was a moment where Tom is wearing his hat and his button or his name tag. And yep. I was like, are those real? But is that a real hat and name tag that they put on something? Um, right. But no, it was just the scene, the way in which the artists were able to smooth that out and make it integrate. The one thing that I will say that is different that I definitely appreciated is that this is a classic e- example of um jokes and humor for the adults while there is like really kind of slapstick and cartoon action for the children. So I did appreciate some of the like, um, human characters and their level of like comedy with type of stuff. Um, and, and Marcus brought up a good point. He and I were talking about this earlier today. Um, and he made this point, but I will, I will boost it of like kind of poking fun at our generation thinking that we can do anything. Um, and, and that generation thinking that they can do anything. Um, and I think that there's some just genuine fun, funny moments that, that come from that, that are really, really, um, that make this make this enjoyable um, for adults. And if Harrison had seen it, I would imagine for children as well. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Other things for you all that jump out as either that, that jump out as good before we sort of transition over to maybe that things that we, I don't know. Like the only thing I wanted work. to, I, that I wanted to touch on here was the millennial comment. Like, I think it was a, it was, it was not the most efficiently executed, like, no subject in the movie and it was really weird because so chloe um in the movie uh her character's name is kayla 
Um, of course, there's like a huge culture war thing happening right now between middle parts and side parts, like and millennials having side parts with Gen Z having middle parts. I don't know if you all have caught on to this, but it's on TikTok and Twitter. And basically, <laughs> so Chloe's I in this not. movie with a middle part. And it's like, um, millennials wouldn't do that. We, we got scarred from the 90s of people doing middle parts. No, 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 no. She's millennials would never do that if she's trying to play a millennial. And then the other thing, too, I'm like, I don't know what's more emblematic of a of like millennials they're trying to put them down in this movie but i don't know what's more emblematic of like i was this like weird uber-esque task rabbit person who just lost their job and the only way i can get it right is if i kind of lie about right. you and then just try to like get past it's all make it foster syndrome to yep. do a job well done that i can do yep. i just didn't have any of the credentials that i needed to do yeah. it which i thought was really funny yeah overarching thing that's all yeah, even the joke agree. about uh, the mouse being gender fluid. I just thought that that was a nice little subtle punch of like, oh, it could be a male mouse, it could be a female mouse, it could be gender fluid, and everybody's like, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way everyone fluid. was like, yeah. oh yeah, that's, oh, oh, of course, like, oh, of course, tripping over themselves to accept it, I thought was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, everybody, what are there? things in this movie that maybe didn't work so well so we've kind of talked about the things that worked well but let's talk about the things that maybe didn't work so well i will save my comments about flirting with a cartoon cat i've clearly covered that there's no reason to drudge it up again so now we're going to just put that in the rearview mirror but what else are there things that maybe didn't really work so well for you all I don't know if I could put it in the rearview mirror that easily. I just feel like well, you should go yeah. first now. You should go first. What other discrepancies yeah, did you have with this film? Ahead, okay. Um, I don't think I needed the dog to talk. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. You know what okay. I mean? Like, and, okay. that's, and that's where I'll go. Like, I think in a world where none of like where it's it's very selective. I don't think that there were any other animals outside of Tom's breakouts into song. I don't think that there were any <laughs> any other animals besides the dog and the cats in the alley that really spoke. So for me, I'm like, did we need that dog to talk? He did. It's not like he had extensive lines. So it's just it was weird to excuse me. It was weird to me to like hear him talk. So I could have done without that. And especially the voice he gave him. I mean, I expected it to be a New York voice. But it was not. And so I no. kept being like, oh, man, he's going to sound like he's from Brooklyn. It's Bobby Cannavale. Is it really? Yeah, <laughs> it is. All right. It's Bobby Cannavale. It's, it's interesting you say that, Doug, because I'll disagree. Because growing up, I vividly remember the Alley Cats. And I remember Spike talking. Spike being the only one that talked sure. in, the, in that entire film. So I think because there are other voices in here, i.e. the humans. Yeah. I do yeah. think it would be, would have been weird if it was just like if Spike didn't talk, because that is an enemy of, if, 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 if Tom is the enemy, if Tom is the big enemy to Jerry, Spike right. is the big enemy to Tom. And sure. that's how we get that scene with the big tornado and flirting yeah. with the other kitty cat. <laughs> animal tornado. The animal yep. tornado and that kind of stuff. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. He did. It wasn't like he was giving extensive speeches or dialogues or yeah. anything really, really special, but that's interesting. You said that though. Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen, hmm. what things for you maybe did not work? I've given two at this point in time. I mean, oh if you count the, God. you know, the, the cat thing <laughs> and then the dog thing. You know, it's I think setting seemed okay. very easy for me. Okay. Um, for it being a hotel, of course, you set it in the most fragile place. Oh, of course. Ever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I guess we kind of just <sighs> scraped over the fact that a hotel got destroyed. Does that make you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> an entire hotel. The animal, the first animal tornado, animal tornado, yeah, destroyed multiple. and bought down a ceiling. Yeah, the second one that you had in the wedding, 
damn near destroyed the whole entire block. Right, so right. We, I just feel like that was never recognized. What is the insurance rates at this in this city, in this life with all these animals? Does this happen on the regular? Because nobody seemed fucking surprised. And Colin Jost is just doing the wildest shit. Um, just yeah. yeah, yeah, just wild as fuck. But yeah, that's so I'll say, I don't know, the setting just seemed kind of easy. It seemed yes. like low-hanging fruit. You you'll put the most destructive animals, Tom and Jerry inside of a hotel and just like let's see how much we could destroy this hotel with the most famous and ornate ceiling in yes. all of new york city yeah and yeah. you're gonna put them there to see yeah. what happens yeah i would definitely i would agree with that for yeah. sure for sure for sure one of the things in this movie that was so jarring was <laughs> i think in the second jarring. it's like the second act that so uh, oh my gosh chloe i'm just calling her chloe because i That's can't fine. kayla kayla's kayla. the character yeah name. kayla was a name she finds the ring there's this whole subplot yeah. that the yeah. bride has lost the ring prita has lost the ring and uh and, and kayla finds it and like they're in the hotel bar t- talking to the the love interest Marcus. Yep. So of course yep. you're you're loving yep. popping bottles, popping Poppin bottles, talking. They Jordans. do t- and they do. I Jesus. think have a glass of champagne together in yep. this scene. In any it's case, sparkling water when they're on the job. It is champagne when they are at the wedding. That's right. That's right. Responsible. Um, yeah. And Michael Penna comes in with the dog by the way and he's like you you're i'm mad at you for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and like he just starts grabbing her like he just starts touching her and i'm just like sir this is the me too era you can't you can't do that like that is not cool man like what are you doing like harassment hey hey, what do you got in there hey let me see hey what do you got let me put my hand in your pocket excuse me you you have a woman co-worker and you're just putting your your hands in her pockets sir steps back if she really wanted to get him fired it wasn't for making him look crazy it's for sexual (laughs) harassment this man keeps touching me stop touching me it was so jarring and i don't know if it's because like i've i've learned like all of this now like drew through so much over the past few years of like knowing what this behavior looks like now but i was like what what is this doing in a kid's movie like what are you doing here right. so yeah that was I bad also, that was super unnecessary i think the other thing that like and my thing kind of relates to that brian i feel like the there are just the bystanders in this movie it's almost like <laughs> yeah. they're watching the movie with us at the yes. same time because you mean to tell me you're standing in a hotel bar <laughs> and you're watching a grown man accost a woman saying things what do you got in there like let me yeah. see what you have what's, moving, what's in your pocket and everybody's like yep that seems like a normal thing that's happening yeah. right here in front yeah. of me and like, the other see, thing is, is that like bystander intervention training come on well, yeah. and in the and in the park when tom and jerry meet you know in this movie oh, yeah. for the first time and they're just beating the shit out of each other and people are like <laughs> yeah. oh look at that cat and mouse <laughs> what like it's not like they're just racing after each other this cat is actively assaulting this other animal and you're not gonna do anything you're just gonna watch that happen i guess one of my really weird one of my things about these movies in general right it it, what confuses here i'll say this and then i'll say what confuses me one thing about animal movies when animals can talk i never know in movies how that works with other animals so if if i have a movie talking animal and there's birds in the background. Do those animals talk? Are those just birds? How does this work moving forward? In this movie, it was like, okay, is a mouse still a mouse or are they characters? And is an elephant still yeah. an elephant or are they characters? Because if I see this cat playing a piano, but I see a mouse in real life, a dancing mouse would scare the fuck out of me. If I seen a <laughs> real life dancing mouse 
So making it an animated mouse makes it sound sexy and cool and like, oh yeah, look at that yeah. mouse doing, look at that mouse doing the thing. No, we should call an exterminator for real, like yeah. for real, for real, and right. get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, and that and and I think the other <laughs> element with that too, Marcus, is that no one pulled out their phone. Nope. We're in a generation where people are recording shit on their phone, <laughs> and this woman is in a farmer's market watching this cat and mouse work together for everybody yeah. to see, and nobody's like, holy fuck, look at that. That cat yeah. and mouse are playing charades. Like Even, okay. if even if that city's used to it, I know for a fact that visitors come to visit New York. You're no. telling me nobody walked by and was there's like, no, what the fuck is that? There's I nobody, like how you're like, thinking that animated animals are like a localized New York it's, thing. It felt, that's what yes. it felt. It felt like anywhere else, that shit did not exist. Okay, <laughs> It just felt like in just New York in this particular radius, there's the only so if you saw Marcus and put me in that hotel and I was like, wait a minute, I'm paying top dollar in this bitch for eight, nothing less than 800 threads and Drake and stayed here and Kings and Queens and shit. And y'all motherfuckers mean to tell me an animal tornado came through here. Right. You have no control. You obviously yes. lost control. And there are no like, you know, I don't know. Pick a country. German tourists, Belgian tourists. <laughs> There's nobody from Japan or India or anybody else who came over. I mean, in theory, Priya's in-laws came up i mean there were people right. it looked very traditional yeah. like they flew over here and and they're just like yep this happens in india too that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yep, yeah i'm on board yeah. with this. animated lion so should yep. i be scared of the animated lion i don't know how the science works. if yeah. you bite a human an animated animal bites with cartoon a human, teeth with cartoon teeth is that cartoon blood or real blood which one very is it do question. i survive or do i die there's, a, there's several questions here. I need the history and the science behind this shit. And I also have a question. If you get bit by a cartoon animal, do you have 24 hours and then you yourself turn into a cartoon animal? I want to know also, what the record is with this. If you cut down a cartoon tree in the middle of a forest and no one is around, is is does it make a sound? I mean, I don't know. It's an excellent question. It makes like one of those boing sounds. I don't know. Brian. It's like, but I think you all bring up good points because even my son, Liam, who I've talked about on this podcast before, he was like, dad, why doesn't the mouse talk? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, kid. I don't know. I don't know. Like he's four, like he's picking up on this stuff. And I'm not saying like we should like, like this, this is a reason you shouldn't watch the movie. But it's like, if you're updating this for modern audiences, like at least maybe like address it or try to lampshade yeah. it or something. Cause it, yeah. it is kind of really weird. I don't know. It took me out a yeah. little bit. But then again, yeah. Liam you know, was loving it. So who knows? And to the credit of the people who made this and, and credit to Mr. Story who directed this, I mean, they yeah. stayed true to the source material in the That's history it. of Tom and Jerry. And I did a little bit of digging before the podcast on kind of like the history of Tom and Jerry. There have only been, I don't know, I can count on one hand how many times Tom and Jerry have spoken right. in the history mm. of their cartoon run. Um, and they've all been like one-offs on um, back when Hannah Barrera had their um, like boomerang series, like their boomerang channel. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and they did wow. like a special or something like that. It Deep was all one-offs like in the main, you know, Tom and Jerry started in 1940 and they did 114 different episodes. And then Jeez. not one of those did Tom or Jerry speak. Right. So this is pretty consistent with source material. Um, and so, again, that's it. That's to their credit. And that's a big shout out to um, the people producing this thing and the people making this thing for sure. So oh, yeah. I also I also have a fun fact. Did you know that it features archived recordings of William Hanna, who did all of the original screeches, yells, gas, shrieks, oh, yeah, yeah. and screams for Tom wow. and Jerry? Yes. No, um, so they, they went and it actually you can hear when Tom is trying to tightrope across the uh, mm -hmm. yes. the uh, the rope the uh, 
like the line, right? Power um, line, yep. the, the power, thank you. The power line. He screamed. The scream that he gives out is from the original cartoon. It's like yep. the long one. So it's pretty, it's interesting because it is a cartoon. I get it, y'all. Like we're yes, just being nitpicky. I mean, and having, we're, we're, we're having fun, fun to it, have yeah. fun. Yeah, here. yeah. But, you know, we still, we go crack it the fuck up because that's what it needs. That's yeah, what it needs. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're right, Marcus. I mean, even at the end when, um, like Tom's or Jerry snaps Tom's finger after he pulls down the the end sign. Mm-hmm. That scream is like ingrained in my head of like yes. that's that's an yes. original like Tom scream for sure. So yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Other things, um, gentlemen, that you want to talk about, Brian? I, yeah, I just gotta tell you, it made me very uncomfortable. They had a whole scene dedicated to the dog taking a deuce in the middle of the street yeah. it made me very uncomfortable yeah. i don't know <laughs> i i guess like if we could ever get uh, a, a mr story on the podcast i would just want to honestly earnestly ask him like hey wow. man i enjoyed this movie but can you tell me why you felt it was necessary to like have me see this dog who can talk and look at me like drop well, that and it, like yeah take up at least a minute of your movie because yeah made me feel heebie-jeebies and like of course like my son is like not understanding what is happening he's like dad why did he stop on the street and it's like nope not doing this not engaging right now because poop is funny son that's why (laughs) because poop will get the easy chuckles that's fucking hilarious (laughs) that part wasn't for me it's probably the most efficient way i can say that but other than that honestly i don't i don't have any other things for this section if i can also just touch on something that and I feel like, again, this is this is a kid's movie and we're having fun with it. So this is that I'll, that's my preface. Here's what I'm going to say. Do we can we like live in a world where it's not OK to beat the shit for a human to beat the shit out of a cartoon animal or real animal? I mean, the amount of aggression sure. of like <laughs> like when Tom goes into that hotel for the first time, they whip his ass oh, out of that hotel so yeah, hard. Do. He goes mm-hmm. into the wall mm-hmm. and leaves crack cracks uh, again. N- n- none of y'all watching this. None of y'all watching this are gonna. N- none of y'all bystanders walking down the streets of New York are gonna go. Hey, um, maybe don't whip cats at the wall. Like I don't whether car- cartoon or not. Maybe don't whip cats at the wall. Like I don't know. There's just that part of it that I'm like, really. Well, it's a weird needle to thread because I feel like when this was made, that was definitely not a concern. Um, But I think as you like think about some of these things and how it's made, essentially, it's like, man, yeah, that doesn't feel updated. It's like that updated feel as we keep talking about it. Um, So, you know, I think it's just, I don't know, one of those things that I didn't really think about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um. Well, anything else that didn't necessarily work um, for you all roundtable wise? Uh, I got to go real quick, y'all. I love y'all on the podcast. You know what I mean? Just got to deal with some stuff. But uh, anything that didn't work, it was cool. It's worth a watch. Watch it with your kids. I probably won't pay money for this. I'm glad it was free on HBO Max. Uh, Yeah, stop kicking animated kitty cat's ass. No, sorry, that's all I got. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I got. Love yep. y'all. For those of all you right. that don't know, Marcus had uh, some family stuff that came up, so he had to step out um, just for a hot second. Yep. That's where I'll leave it. Um, so Brian and I are going to close this bitch out for sure. Um, I think that Marcus gave us an excellent transition into Brian. Unless you have anything super pressing, is this movie worth a watch? 
Oh, I, I, this movie's absolutely worth a watch. I think that this is, you have to know going into it, it's a kid's movie, but man, like if you really love that classic type of Looney Tunes yeah. humor of just slapstick, stuff doesn't need to make sense. This is like an hour and a half of it. And uh, Chloe um, does a phenomenal job. Chloe Grace Mortez does a great job of just yeah. shepherding it through. It's fun. It's breezy. It's easy. Yeah, it's definitely worth your yeah. money, especially if you have a subscription to HBO Max. For sure. Yeah, I'll echo what Marcus said before he had to jump off. I think I think the biggest I think this movie does work. I think this movie's fun. I think it's entertaining. I think it's worth a watch. I will say this. I don't think there's a reason for and I'm going to speak from personal experience. Sure. I don't think there's a reason for an adult to watch it by themselves. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I don't think I would have watched this on my own uh, yeah. if I if I didn't have kids. Um, I'll definitely say that out yeah. loud. But as, um, as, yeah. as a grown man who watched it by himself, yeah, I don't think there's a reason for me to watch this by myself. No. Um, so I I mean I think that the big thing for us is watch it with your kids if you have kids or if you have a younger like if you're babysitting or you know what i mean like something like that like i mean find you know don't find yourself a kid and ask them <laughs> to watch it because that's weird but like if you have kids or if you have a family or if you have cousins or a younger group that you can watch it with like just give it a watch it's a fun movie like I, i'm sure that it would help um it would be enjoyable for them but like i said um yeah, this is this has got to be free on HBO Max. I don't think <laughs> well, I'm paying five dollars to eight dollars to rent it for sure. I mean, this is just premium, just like background slapstick to yep. me. Um, if you're if you're on your own watching yeah. this, um, it's 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 great. Um, in that in that respect, and it, yeah, I it's it's <laughs> I can't see myself going to a theater on a Friday or Saturday no. night to see this. Um, I think it's price where where it should be, and it's great. It's yep. a great get on HBO Max. Oh, absolutely, entirely worth it for sure. Um, as we've mentioned, this is available on HBO Max. It's also in theaters. Um, my guess is it will be on HBO Max for probably about a month or so. That's been pretty yep. consistent with what they've done. Oh, they have a timer now. So if Do you log really? into HBO Max, it's like you only have 23 more days to watch Tom and Jerry. So Jesus it's like, oh, okay, geez, okay. That's the last thing my anxiety needs is a timer <laughs> for something that I'm not sure if I should care about it or not. Um, it's like so, well, someone's going in there and updating the description. Like some I mean, poor intern has to go in there and like change the number every day probably in their oh, yeah. system yeah, yeah absolutely um so yeah i completely agree i think this is priced out well it's on hbo max um give it a shot like i said worth a watch it's not nope. it's not terrible um so but brian this brings us to the part where we want to talk about things that we want to plug so brian what do you have to plug for us this week well in lieu of uh marcus having to take off a little bit uh um you know, uh, he did not plan that <laughs> having an unplanned departure. Uh, nope. Make sure to check out his music. It's on Spotify. Uh, you can oh, also yeah. check out uh, Noah. Uh, everything with uh, everything with Noah. He always talks about it far better than myself. Yes. Um, but you can always make sure to check out those designs and the mantra. Uh, additionally, uh, for myself, uh, the lovenerds.com. Make sure, sure to check that out. Um, you all, for our regular listeners, you know all the good stuff that's there. I'm just going to take this time to give a shout out to my wife um it's her birthday march On 3rd wednesday so, yes birthday. by the time this is published she will already be a year older so yeah. i love you maggie and happy birthday and i'm very happy you were born so i just want to that's what Very i wanted nice to plug moment. how about um, yourself doug 
I too want to plug uh, the Noah uh, store. Uh, Marcus and his business partner are working on getting things into the store with some new designs and some new swag. So check that out when it drops. Um, the other thing I want to plug is not only did Maggie have a birthday, but we have one of our um, supporters through the Patreon. Mark Doom had a birthday yes. last week, I believe on Friday, if I'm not mistaken, Thursday or Friday. Um, but I wanted to give him a shout out as well and say happy birthday, Mark. We appreciate all your love and support that you share with yes. us as um, friends and as 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 the podcast as well. Um, what I want to plug is I want to plug this podcast. Um, we've got some great content coming. Um, the big thing is we have an interview coming next week with one Stephanie Williams. Um, she's yes. a friend of the podcast. You know her from the episode where we reviewed uh, the New, New Mutants. Mutants. Um, and so she's going to come on and we are going to talk WandaVision, everything top to bottom um, with WandaVision next week. So that's super exciting. Um, but in the meantime, we do have a three-step process um, that is important for the success of you in your life. Um, and so, Brian, you want to share with us the first step? You know what? I can give you two steps and give oh, you a runway Brian. here uh, to a finale here. So the first step is read, read a book if you can. It'd just great. read something and expand your mind. If you are yeah. in isolation at home, if you're doing the thing, if you're doing that, now's a great time to just pick up a book. And it doesn't need to be a long book. Sure. It can be a short story. Don't let anybody judge you. Reading is reading. It doesn't matter what form it comes in. The second thing I'm going to say, drink the water. Drink some yeah. water. You're going to feel better about yourself. Your body will love it because yeah. it needs water to get all the things done that you like doing. Do you like having skin? Well, <laughs> your skin needs water, so make sure <laughs> you drink some water. I'm gonna throw it over to Doug. Doug, what's the last step here? You know, it's really important that as you're, re you know, it's important to read a book and it's important to drink water. It is also very, very important to wash your ass. Um, we are at a time it's March spring is sprunging and it's important that you use some, a cloth and some soap, um, to just want to wash winter out of your ass. And so if you're not just take that opportunity to do a little spring cleaning on your body and maybe cover the parts that maybe you don't give enough attention, um, because hygiene is important and it's important to wash your ass that everybody is our three-step process to success um like i mentioned we will be back next week with an episode with stephanie williams to talk all things wandavision we're wandavision super recap to, we're super excited to have her on um the pod it's going to be a lot of fun in the meantime stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all and we will catch y'all next week <laughs>